Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome back to the Monica Matthew Show. Uh, 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 uh. I'm kidding. All right, whatever. You know who this is. Don't you? <laughs> Do you know who show you're listening to? If you don't, you, you might want to uh you might want to start over. Here's who you're listening to. Oh, say In the political process, Honest. you, my friend, are part of the problem and not the solution. Compassion. The church needs to rise, rise. The Monica Matthews Monica Show. Matthews Show. The Monica Matthews Show. The church needs to rise. Absolutely. Where have we been this whole time? The country's been going to crap. <sighs> Happy Hump Day to you, fellow patriots, fellow head scratchers. Wondering, hmm, what's coming next? Well, I can tell you, Federal Reserves are looking like they're headed for Portland and other Democrat run into the ground, bent on death, hell, and destruction and murder uh, cities. Mm, that's right. You have people that this will not happen on my watch. You've got Rashid Tlaib, or, or Tlaib, our resident, uh, as I've been busted for calling her, by major news publications, you know, our resident congressional uh, domestic terrorist in the way of being friendly with terrorists, people who are here to undermine the country. You know, CARE, the Council of American Islamic Relations, is is a joke. The fact that that is their acronym is truly laughable. That they have, they're funded by the Muslim Brotherhood. Our intelligence agencies know who they are, what they're here for, who's funding that. You know, following the money trail is very important. When, I, when I've uh, been a part of running political campaigns in the past, I always warn people, you know, some people are like, well, you know, all money is good money. And I'm like, no, not necessarily. Granted, there are a lot of people who invest in things and the candidate's not aware uh, of the, quote, dark money that's coming into their campaign. I mean, you have a lot of uh, liberals and, and, and Democrat-friendly nuts who will invest in conservative campaigns uh, for a myriad of reasons, it's all about strategy. Didn't you guys watch House of Cards before we discovered that Kevin Spacey was a wackadoo? I mean, seriously, all of politics is is about strategy. So you have to... See, again, we've made... Even the church has, you know, it's hands-off. Jesus wasn't about politics, which is such crap. Jesus was totally about politics. He spent his entire three years 
plus of ministry canvassing the earth as he knew it then. To do what? Spread his campaign message, which was, come one, come all, follow me, take up your mat, take up your cross. If you want healing, if you want a new mind, if you want new emotions, if you're tired of being ruled and reigned by things that are ungodly, vain imaginations, if you're tired of living in disorder and disarray and chaos and jealousy and envy and backbiting and murder and lasciviousness and lust and all those things we do, no matter what side of the aisle you're on, Jews and Gentiles alike, come along and do what? Follow me. And listen, I am not preaching from a glass house. Trust that. I do a horrible job of picking up my cross and following Christ anywhere. It is in my heart and in my mind to do so. I fail miserably on the regular. But when it comes to the church rising, it comes to you looking around the country going, how is it possible? How is it possible that we watch animals on the news tearing down the boards that are protecting the glass covering to get into their federal courthouse, into their federal buildings. How is that possible that we're watching this happen? And there's basically, I mean, you've got police officers in riot gear, but you have rioters in riot gear. It's really hard to differentiate between the two sometimes. And you have the governor, you have the mayors of various, thank God, not our governor, but mayors of various municipalities saying, "Mm -mm, stand down for sheep to lead. Congresswoman extraordinaire, uh, the gov- the I will do everything possible uh, to ensure that this president does not put his hands on my citizens. Do you understand that that's how most Democrats see you? My citizens, you're mine. It's about ownership with the left, always. It's been like that from the beginning. Anything ungodly is always going to involve ownership of another person, of another person's stuff. Uh, take a look at the Chinese, another person's ideas, right? How much of our intellectual property can they abscond with? So here we are. It's Wednesday. The country's still burning. Some of you are still hoping it's going to get better. I sadly am here to remind you that it's not, and you need to do what you can to protect your heart and your mind. So in the meantime, we have... All kinds of goodies going on in the media. As you know, Tucker Carlson and my colleague, uh, both of them I consider colleagues, Tucker Carlson and Sean Hannity, now in some form of an on-air pissing contest. I missed it. I have not seen it with my own I caught the tail end of it. And Tucker's face, per usual, tells the entire story. Um, Apparently, Mr. Hannity, Sean, getting, you know, upset about ratings, about something Tucker said. I don't know. This really isn't the time. While in the midst of yet another sexual allegation, can I tell y'all something? I don't know how you feel about this, but I believe that if you come forward with a false allegation, it is proven that your allegation is absolutely, inexcusably false. You should be held accountable for that. By law, there should be time 
involved. There should be a criminal sentencing involved. And none of this get out of jail free stuff, none of this point system stuff. If if you accuse someone of, of sexual misconduct and it is based on object on abject lies, you should positively have to answer for that. Falsely accusing someone, you know, the Bible says that the words of a talebearer go down into the innermost parts of someone's being and causes wounds. Now think about that. Your spirit, man, your heart is in your stomach. Your stomach rules your entire body, in case you didn't know that. Your neurotransmitters are fed from your stomach. That's why... Well, I won't get into all of that, but the only reason I know all of this is because my daughter has struggled with a disease called ulcerative colitis since she was 10. She has overcome it, by and large, but but trust me when I tell you, the seat of your spirit is located in your tummy. That is not hoobly goobly hocus pocus christian stuff. Most Christians don't know that. Most Christians are so afraid of their own bodies They're so afraid of anything outside of what they can see, even though the entire kingdom of God is inside and it is unseen for the most part, unless we show up as God's hands and feet and mind and heart and mouth and eyes and ears, then God simply doesn't show up in the earth for others to see, unless he comes in the form of a burning bush. So I realize he's God and he can do whatever he wants to do. But as it relates to our daily lives, most of us are so scared of our humanity and and the great, uh, gosh, the great workmanship of God as the creator, as it relates to our bodies, that we don't even know where the seed of our own spirit is. Well, it's in your tummy. And so so fear and tail-bearing and dread and all the things that my industry makes a living off of. Do you understand the cycle? Do you understand the cycle between the medical world and media? And you are dead smack in the middle of it. Your body responds to every single thing you hear. You're responding to the tone of my voice, the sound of my voice, the message of my voice right now. Your body is responding to that. So it's up to you what you take into your ear gates and your eye gates. And it's up to you what your kids take in as well, contrary to popular cultural uh, opinion. But it is. It's your responsibility. Don't tell me that you don't have control over their phones because as long as they're living under your roof, you should. Now, back to things that we have been told to be afraid of, such as each other. Where has the church been? The churches in in my community are shutting down. They, They are not opening their doors for some of them for the remainder of the year. They've decided, screw it, we're just gonna, you know, sit in our homes and hunker down and Praise the Lord. And I'm like, well, I'm sorry. Is your Where's our faith? Why isn't that on display? Why aren't we showing up at our mayor's offices who are attempting to hijack our civil liberties? Why aren't we showing up in our, in our capitals? I mean, hell, the Catholics are showing up attempting to pray and being completely accosted by demons in the interim. But nevertheless, you got to hand it to them. They're like, hey, we know what to do. We're going to take the battle to the streets in prayer. And you can see the warfare, a dude literally with BLM standing there with a bullhorn, screaming it into the faces and the ears of people praying. I mean, who does that besides a demon? Who does that? So the war is real. 
The war is Ephesians 6 and 12, but the war is real. The words of a talebearer go down into the innermost parts of your being, and they cause wounds. We are wounded as a nation. I, I, I would venture to say we're nearly mortally wounded. The lawlessness, I'm going to tell you why. The Bible also says that because of the lawlessness in the last days, men's hearts will wax cold. I saw a post of our city council president, the city of Atlanta, who was, um, she said she was crying. She had just gotten home. She saw pictures of the, they call them the water boys. They stand out. They're really panhandlers. And they're from the ages of seven years old up to, you know, 17. Um, and they peddle water and they leave their litter and they steal grocery carts and they've been protected by the mayor and by other council members and by, you know, her latest and greatest idea of just putting a, a, a commission together to be able to mentor, um, you know, kids who practice illegal activity. Cause apparently you're just going to be able to mentor that right out of them. Um, it's amazing stuff. So the city council president goes home and says, you know, oh, I'm, I'm just so sad. These are our babies. These are our children. One was hit by a car. Well, duh, because we didn't see that coming. Um, two shootings. People don't buy water. They get pissed and shoot at people, right? And she said, um, it just breaks my heart. We have to do something about our kids. And, you know, for a long time, I said, these are our kids, too. And what I realized after reading her post, and you tell me if you can relate to this or not, what I realized, I was in the shower this morning, and I was just, you know, kind of ruminating on her post and her heart and her as a person and my experience with her and exchanges with her as city council president and prior to become the city council uh, president of Atlanta. And I thought, wow, I think I'm that person the Bible's referring to. Because I don't look at them as our kids anymore. I look at them as loiterers, as hustlers, as kids who need to be taught discipline, kids who deserve to be discipled, but I do not see them as our kids. I see them as criminals. And that is by and large, that's true because they are engaging in criminal activity, but they've gotten a pass from adults who should otherwise be held accountable for their criminal activity. And we do it on the left in the name of altruism. We do it in the name of some kind of false discipleship. Somehow by allowing someone to continue on in their mess is some, some form of a, a message of love. It's kind of like being pro-choice, right? 226 black babies are murdered per day in this country by Planned Parenthood. 226 black children will die. In, in our country today through the suction tube of a Planned Parenthood. And when I say that, if you are someone who is engaged in an abortion, that is not to shame you. It is because I am, I am over the turning of the head, the, well, it's not my body. Um, no, but they are our future. They are our children to an extent. And so what does that say about us whenever we just turn our head and say, well, that's her body, her choice. Or for you men who have, you know, been completely bamboozled by a woman who just went ahead and extinguished your lineage without your permission, without your knowledge in some cases, and you guys carry that with you your entire lives, or you were young and felt like, you know, you couldn't take, you, you couldn't take care of a child and you made decisions 
based on ignorance, based on fear, which most of us do, and that never turns out well. But there's always someone there ready and willing to capitalize on your ignorance and your fear. And so when you scratch your head at night watching the evening news or, you know, cable news network or Fox, whatever it is you're into, and you think to yourself, God almighty, how did, what is, what is really going on? Now, I hope that you'll remember that we are slaves to our emotions. We are slaves to disinformation. You know, interesting to note, uh, the young lady, and her name escapes me at the moment, the young lady, you may not be aware of this, but there was a, a woman in the White House press corps. Um, she's a journalist, if you can call anyone that, in the White House press corps with the exception of OEN. Um, uh, Chantel, what is her name? Chantel Ryan, I believe, with uh, the other American News uh, Network. And she's great, and so are they. But this young lady asks the uh, press secretary a question, and as feisty and fierce as she is, and uh, and she didn't feel like her question was answered, and it was it was widely reported that her mic was still on, and that she called her some kind of a bitch. And um, when you go to listen to the playback, and it, and it immediately took off like wildfire, like wow, you know, here's someone on the left calling, you know, the White House press secretary, uh, whatever bitch, and. Blah, 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 blah. And I thought, ha, isn't that interesting? Sucks to suck, doesn't it? Cancel culture is a real bitch, speaking of bitches. Uh, and I've lived through that. So cancel culture is no fun for anyone, and I don't practice it. It's a part of tailbearing. It's what I'm talking about. It's running with something, not knowing whether or not it's true, or absolutely knowing it's not true, and utilizing it to beat the crap out of other people and to otherwise punish it really is a punitive measure because someone disagrees with you or, you know, someone doesn't like you or maybe someone disparaged you. It's retaliation at its worst is what it is. It's canceling. It's horrible. So, you know, I listened to the playback about 20 times and I went to her Twitter feed and realized that, you know, she's saying that's not what I said at all. I said, I guess you don't want to engage and because there's multiple voices speaking, it's, it's kind of hard to make out what she said. But I heard her say exactly what she said she did, which is, I guess you don't want to engage. Or, you know, engage was the primary word that was confused with bitch. Now, I don't know how you do that, but okay. And, and I saw other people who I respect in my industry, people in politics, people in policy, people who are, are culture shapers and, and shifters, who, who have been running through the country and through social media with this narrative that this woman, in fact, called her a bitch. And I got to tell you, so my tweet to this to this reporter was, wow, isn't it amazing how disinformation, some people would call that karma. And people, as you know, the old adage goes, karma is a bitch. <laughs> which is precisely why I don't subscribe to karma, because I have to rely on God's mercy, <laughs> which is new every day, thank God, and his name's not karma. So... I, I don't subscribe to karma, but um, wow, isn't it interesting that here you are, part of a news network and a media, a national media campaign of disinformation, of disenfranchisement, of, of killing the spirit, the soul of the American psyche and spirit with lies about other people. And now here you are on the receiving end of that. Hmm. Sucks to suck, right? Yeah, it does. So it goes down into the innermost parts of someone's belly. 
and it causes wounds. So I'm recognizing my own wounding in this season because I'm very honest with myself about what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling, checking myself against the word. Am I praying for for my enemies? No, not like I should. Am I blessing those who curse me? Absolutely not. <laughs> I try, but my first inclination is to swipe back. That That is my human nature because I'm a scrapper, I'm a fighter, I'm a defender of the defenseless, especially myself. Uh, I'm a justice seeker. Speaking of justice, so here in the city of Atlanta, in the state of Georgia rather, I'm very proud of a few of our uh, business leaders who have rallied to um, to to really get behind the governor who's gotten behind them and our attorney general's office. Uh, we have various conventions uh, that have been canceled because of the rollback, the overreach of the mayor of the city of Atlanta wanting to go back to step one, which is everyone stay home and shelter in place. So you're talking millions, tens of millions of dollars lost. And I know some of you are like, well, there's a lot of other things more important than money, Monica, uh, and economic development. Well, okay, we'll tell that to the people whose unemployment's about to run out. I mean, you're a grown person. Make up your own mind. You want to wear a mask? Wear one. You want to go shopping? Go shop. You don't? Don't. You want to patronize restaurants? Go for it. You want to, you know, uh, want to host a convention and show up? Go for it. When is this shamdemic going to be over? You have to ask yourself that. You know, something else I was made aware of today was how many patents the CDC owns. So I'm kind of like, hmm, yeah, I don't, I don't really, I don't feel the need to trust the CDC's information anymore because they're in the, they're in the vaccine business. They're in the virus business. They're in the disease business. So why would I trust the CDC's recommendation? Again, this, and I, and I don't mean to be, a, I don't want to be a, a deliberate tailbearer, but it's true that they, and, and where you get into trouble sometimes is aligning people with what it is they've invested in, right? Be it a candidate, uh, a product, a virus, a vaccine, you know, but when I say follow the money trail, I, I watch the money trail and I think, huh, okay, got it. <laughs> Kind of like some of you are, what's the big deal about, but, you know, the Gates Foundation, he's done so many great things. Uh, yeah, well, um, he stands to, you know, tell that to the people in Africa, right? Tell that to, to millions of people in Africa who basically forbid him to step foot on the continent of Africa, much less various countries, where lots of people have been victims of his vaccinations. So, you know... I tell you what, most of my friends from Africa are like, hey, could you white folks quit trying to come over here to save us? And all of you musicians, all of you altruistic, you know, people who sit in your glass houses and want to save the world, we are the children. Ask the Clintons how that worked out with rice in Haiti. Ask the Tom's Shoe Company how that's worked out for him. People are like, really, dude? And could you stop shipping your old clothes over here? We know how to do stuff. We were created by the same God Americans were. We know how to make things with our hands. We are creative. We know how to sew. We know how to manufacture. We know how to build. We, are, we have ingenuity. We have engineers and geniuses among us. We don't, we don't need the Gates Foundation or American do-gooders to come over and who capitalize on it more than anything. 
who use it to fool the rest of you, Clinton Foundation, uh, to believe that they're doing something good, who use it as laundering services, who use it as storefronts to an otherwise extraordinarily nefarious undertaking. Those are the things being revealed in the earth right now. And when God spoke to my spirit a few years ago and said when Donald Trump was elected and a few things about, you know, kids and things were beginning to uh, come out to the open and people were like, oh, that's ridiculous. That's crazy. Blah, blah, blah. Um, I was like, wow, that's, I'm super sick to my stomach and grieved. And the Lord was very clear that um, if I showed you everything in an instant that's been going on as a nation, your hearts would fail you. You would not be able to handle the truth. And we see what's happening right now with that. With the tr- we, we would rather believe a lie than the truth about this virus. And that goes for our leaders, too. That goes for our leaders. We would rather believe a lie than the truth. That's why most of your country is still shut down, and that's why other parts of the country that aren't are moving right along with your economy. Of course, people actually had the virus. They were hospitalized. Some people died. But their economies are up and moving. They have you know, been grown adults and made their own decisions about social distancing and mask wearing. They respect one another. They uh, love each other. And they've been fine. No mandates needed. What did I tell you? The more freedom people have, the more they want the letter of the law. Because we've never been really good with freedom. And the church has done an abysmal job of preaching the freedom that we have in Christ Jesus. Abysmal. We are so busy trying to save the rest of the world with, with, with programs with dealing with African tribal kings who are worse or just as bad as our liberal politicians here and, you know, charging a premium tax from us in order to leave seedlings in their villages to feed their own people. See, so so capitalism, (laughs) capitalism, oppression, uh, you know, capitalism can be used to... uh, can be used against us and can be used against others as well. People want to oppress. People want to capitalize on something. The The capitalistic society that in which we've lived um, really leaves the onus on the individual in order to pursue opportunities before them and to work the system. But for some reason, over 200 years of our system is not good enough. And it's time for an overthrow. And that's what you see happening right now. I'm very disappointed in most of my patriots in various states and cities who just stay home. They won't show up on the Capitol stairs. They will not show up at their uh, city halls to demand justice. Other states have, for sure, and the news depicts them as a bunch of crazy Trump supporters because if you're a patriot, that's that's apparently what you are. You're a crazy Trump supporter. So uh, speaking of crazies, uh, I just want to leave you with a, a brief admonition to check your own heart. See where you are. Has your heart grown cold? Can you be honest with yourself about that? And what do you do with that? For me personally, once I recognized it, I was like, all right, Lord, my heart has grown cold and I recognize it. I don't want to have a cold heart. So please help me heal my heart and then set me on the right path in order to continue to do what's right and what's just.
for our kids. Help me to see these kids the way you do and help me to bring justice to my city. All right, speaking of justice, I, I have got to go right now and um, I've, I've got to go make dinner because I have dinner guests coming over. <laughs> and we're going to have some salmon, some good stuff. We're having fellowship. That's right, that illegal thing in some states. And we're not going to wear our masks either. So take a picture of that. Tell on me for that. Anyway, no fear here. Hopefully no fear in your house either. Follow me on Twitter, Monica on your talk, the Monica Matthews on Facebook, iTunes, Stitcher, and all the above. Share, share, share my work. I love you. Be good to your neighbor. Beginning in your own mirror. I'll be back tomorrow. Remember, if you're an American, act like one. 